What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey sis, welcome back to Girl Goodnight. I'm Return of Lamac, and every Sunday you can relax to binaural beats while I read you a melanated bedtime story. Join the Girl Goodnight gang. You can find us on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. All links will be in the episode description. Complete the form linked in our bio to be featured on the show and share your thoughts and opinions in the Girl Goodnight Land Facebook group. Help your friends sleep in melanated peace. Girls, share the show and show us some love with the five-star rating and review. Our journals make the perfect addition to the show. View them and all of our merch on Etsy, link in description. Today is a very special day in Girl Goodnight Land. It is officially our 100th episode. If you've been following us on social media, then you know that tonight we're going to be announcing the winner of our 100th episode giveaway. And the winner is Monica Johnson. Congratulations, girl, and thank you so much for the support. Tonight, we'll be reading L, written by author Camille. To learn more about author Camille, check out the Blackberry series. All links to keep up with author Camille and shop her collection will be available in the episode description. No, 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 no. Don't come over here talking to me about falling in love. I don't want to hear it. Listen, I've been in love. Got an ex-husband and two kids to prove it. That's not what I want. Not right now. Because right now, what I want is to enjoy myself. I took off the wedding bands. I want to date, have fun, enjoy myself, live my best life to the fullest. I don't want another man to cook for, clean up after, or tend to. And don't look at me like that. If you aren't doing that ish for your man, then some other female is. But anyway, I just want time to get to know the me without him. The girl I almost was before I fell in love and got married and had the babies. 
I want to rewind time and go back to the last moment I was free to be me and pick up there. Yes, I have responsibilities and I'm cool with that. I wouldn't trade my sons for anything in the world or beyond. But now that I've mourned the loss of my marriage, I'm ready to see what else life has to offer. I don't want the love. I want the lust. Now, let me get my rule book out and prepare for this date. A rule book? She got a book of rules? Damn straight. I have a rule book and if you don't have one, you better get your mind right and make one. In the meantime, you can borrow mine. Rule number one, love yourself. Rule number two, be effing realistic. Rule number three, keep a man in a jar. Rule number three, A, the man in a jar cannot be an ex. Rule number four, no second chances, ever. Rule number five, never wait more than 15 minutes for anybody. Rule number six, when it's over, it's over. Let that ish go. Rule number seven, you don't always have to have the last word. Rule number eight, always be prepared to pay for your own ish. Rule number nine, if he's unavailable, so are you. Rule number 10, a man will only do what you allow. See what I'm saying? This is the kind of thing you need out here. (laughs) Don't worry, there's more where that came from. Corinne. Now, close your eyes. Take a deep breath and sleep in melanated peace. Prologue. It's hard out here in these Danish streets, especially for a 35-year-old divorced mother of two who probably drinks way too much wine. But here I am all the same on another blind date with another sure-to-be loser who is already 10 minutes late. But... Trust and believe, he's going to be a lucky loser if he shows up within the next five minutes because I haven't had sex in three months. Rule number five, never wait more than 15 minutes for anybody. Yeah, there are rules to this shit, and I have a lot of them. But for now, let's just talk about number five. It's simple. If a person doesn't respect your time, they don't respect you. 11 minutes late. And it's not like I have somewhere important to go or something important to do. My boys are with my ex's mother for the weekend, so the most I would do is curl up on the couch with a good book or get lost in the Investigation Discovery Channel. But still, it's my time, and I spend it the way I want. If I bless a man with my time, the least he can do is be prompt and appreciated. Hence my rules. A woman must have some kind of guidelines to follow, Otherwise, she'll be out here stumbling around, lost and confused, settling for any and everything, wasting herself on a man that's not even worth it. I have too much to lose for that. My sons depend on me, and I refuse to let them down. My oldest, Jacob, is 11, and the baby, Julius, is 8. They're my reason for breathing. The only good thing that came out of my marriage, too, was his face. But I don't want to talk about him right now. The ex has a way of putting a damper on my good mood. Back to the man of the hour. Like I said, I haven't had sex in three months. If he can form complete sentences and has all his teeth, he's getting some. Fuck the dumb. I need it. I've had love. I'm looking for lust. 
12 minutes late. I sip my favorite white Zinfandel and take out my phone. I scroll through my contacts down to the eggplant. Thanks, Apple, for putting all the emojis at the end of the list. I appreciate it. Rule number three, keep a dick in a jar. The jar is to be broken only in case of emergencies. The dick can be any man, your mechanic, your son's peewee football coach, or the guy who bags your groceries. But rule number three, A, the dick in a jar cannot be an ex. Exes bring too much drama and too much stress to a relationship that's supposed to be about one thing and one thing only. S-E-X. Spine tingling, toe curling, mind numbing, sizzle till you drizzle sex. Wham, bam, thank you for the ride. Okay? My current jar holds a 10-inch python, so I named him Snake. I met him at my son's softball game. He is young, dumb, and full of cum. But I'll tell you all about him another time. Let's get out of here. I stand up and drop my cash on the table. Rule number eight. Always be prepared to pay for your own shit. There's nothing worse than going on a date thinking you about to be queen and find out his ass is broke. Ladies, have your own money. Always. She who pays for her own shit answers to no one. Sorry I'm late. I don't even look up as he approaches. I glance down at my Apple Watch. 14 minutes and three, four, five seconds. He almost didn't make it. I grimace. Hi. And since I know what you're wondering, yes, I would have walked right on up out of here and left him to dine alone. And no, I would not have given him a do-over. Steve. He says and licks his lips while extending his hand. The application. Name, Steve Banks. Age, 42 years old. Height, 6'7". Weight, 250 pounds. Job, ex-Marine, currently on disability. Note to self, check to make sure that's not a mental disability. The good, he is fine. Tall and handsome with those military muscles. The bad, he's late and dressed in a pair of jeans and a t-shirt. The ugly, yet to be determined. Rule number two, be fucking realistic. I have stretch marks from the boys, a little pot belly, and my breasts do not stand up nearly as nice as they used to. At 5'4 and 220 pounds, I'm no size zero. I have a big butt, wide hips, thick thighs, and I'm a 44 double D. So for me to be out here looking for Denzel and Idris is ridiculous. Hence, rule number two, be fucking realistic. If you want a man that goes to the gym every day and eats healthy, you should not be a couch spud whose greatest joy is butter pecan ice cream and Doritos. Nice to finally meet you. I tell Steve as he takes my hand in his much larger one. I'm Corinne. Nothing. No fireworks, no sizzles, just nothing. Insert a mental sigh. What a waste. You leaving? Steve asked, frowning. I was about to. You almost missed me. And this good pussy I plan to put on you. Oh, come on. He smiles and rubs his thumb against the back of my hand. I know I'm late, but let me make it up to you. 
He licks his lips again as his eyes travel over me flirtatiously and I imagine better places for his tongue. I sit down again and he pulls out a chair and sits across from me. Now, let's see where this goes. The waitress returns, takes his drink order, and disappears. You been here before? He asks, opening his menu. Cheddars? I resist the urge to roll my eyes. Yeah, I say and look around for the waitress. I'm gonna need another glass of wine. What's good here? He squints at the writing. Can he even read? Maybe he just needs glasses. I give him a quick rundown of what I've tried. I like the chicken alfredo and the battered fish is good. 20 bucks says he's a steak man. Fish? Okay. The chicken fried chicken is always on point. Hmm. Think I'll have a steak. Pay me. Sounds good. Think I will too. I smile. After we place our orders, I'm enjoying my fresh glass of wine and he has a draft beer. He looks at me and I know it's time to get these questions popping. Rule number 20. Never discuss the past with the present or possible future. Listen, ladies. One of the biggest mistakes we make early on in any situationship is telling a man who's interested in us everything that went wrong with our previous relationships. Don't y'all know the new dude is going to fake it until he makes it into your bed? Then the honeymoon ends and you wake up next to a complete stranger. So we have rule number 20. I don't tell him shit. So why you single? He studies me, obviously trying to figure out if there's something wrong. That's funny. Shit, I'm looking at him the same way. I'm choosy. Choosy, huh? He traces his lips with his tongue. So what are your deal breakers? Now this is a surprise. I didn't know men even knew the term. Outside of the obvious, a man has to be born a man. He chokes on his beard laughing. When his coughs subside, he exclaims, What? Shrugging, I give him my honest opinion. To each his or her own. But for me, a man has to be born a man to be my man. I see he hasn't considered this before. Like I said, it's real out here in these Satan streets. <laughs> you better ask somebody. Okay, so say I tell you I was born a woman. He shudders at the hypothetical scenario. Our date went in right now, on the spot. Oh no, I'm too nosy for that. I will want all the details of your transition and transformation, but I wouldn't go out with you again. Being born a woman automatically moves you to the friend zone. I put men into four categories. Friendable, fuckable, marryable, and hell no. At this point in life, I don't have time to waste on meaningless relationships. And I don't need a self-help book to tell me that trying to make a man who's only interested in sex my future husband is stupid. Not the friend zone, he asked, shaking his head. Okay, what else? I don't associate with married men. Not even as friends? No. Oh, you know that's a rule. Rule number nine. If he's unavailable, so are you. I won't even waste your time going over the obvious reason for this rule, especially since I've been the wife and I would never want to do to another woman what was done to me. Okay. He drags the words out. 
have friends whose husband I'm also friends with, but I wouldn't go to lunch alone with them or call them over to my home to fix something. I have people for that. Perception is everything, and I try to stay drama-free. But I don't tell Steve this. Nah, that would make it too easy for him. I don't date deadbeats. If a man doesn't take care of his children, he's useless. His eyes bulge. Whoops, Steve. Looks like you just went from fuckable to hell no. Man, he starts his baby mama tale. I have listened to his tirade about his not one, not two, but three baby mamas. How they keep him from his kids and try to turn them against him. How they keep him in and out of child support court and have the nerve to ask him for money. These sound like some cold-hearted females, but I'm not fooled. I'm a mother too, and there are three sides to the unmarried parent story. His, hers, and the judge's. So, you got kids? He finally asks after our food arrives. Mm-hmm. I'm savoring my medium well succulent since it looks like this will be the only steak I get tonight. How many? Two boys. Okay, y'all. He's getting on my nerves. Now, I listen to him bash the mothers of his children like he didn't pick them and pump them full of his trickster sauce. Come on now. I'll give him one uh-oh, but... Even after that first baby, he didn't learn anything. He continued to have kids with multiple women. Now they're the problem? (laughs) I don't think so. Anyway, all I want to do is enjoy my food and make a quick and hopefully painless exit. But now he wants to ask me questions. And their father? He asks and shoves potatoes in his mouth. How is he holding that damn fork in his fist like... I'm not able to stop staring in time, and he catches the look on my face. Steve's eyes drop to his plate in confusion, and I hurry on. What about him? This salad is everything. You guys get along? He's gauging me to see if I'm anything like the mothers of his children. Watch closely. I clear my throat and wipe my mouth on one of the paper napkins I requested. I don't like those dish chows they put on the table with your silverware wrapped inside. My ex-husband is a great father. Boom. Do we get along? Hell no. Is that Mr. Marine's business? Nope. But neither is it a lie. What's his face is a great father. He just wasn't much of a husband. Ladies, if you have to deflect, deflect. Oh, really? So, why y'all break up? What you do? Hold up, y'all. I'm gonna need a minute to process what this motherfucker just asked me. Now, he's sitting over there, holding that damn fork and hunched over his plate like he's afraid the other prisoners would steal his food. Just finished talking about his three baby mamas like they were all money-hungry savages. And now, he has the nerve to be looking at me like I must be flawed because the man I married and the man I divorced were two totally different people? See, this is what's wrong with the dating world. Nobody wants to admit that sometimes people fuck up. Sometimes we marry a man that we weren't supposed to, and the shit just doesn't work out. Doesn't mean it's anybody's fault, even if it is in my case. But that's all right. I'm about to handle this fool. Excuse me? I say with a laugh. What did I do? I give him just enough attitude to let him know I'm offended without becoming the stereotypical angry black woman. I save the neck rolling, lip curling, and nasty expressions for the ex. You said he was a great man, so 
You must have done something. This motherfucker. No, I said he was a great father, but let's be clear. I didn't do anything and I resent the inclination that I did. He better get those sugar babies out of his ears and pay attention to what the fuck I just said. Steven puts the shank down and sits back, sucking something out of his teeth loudly. I didn't mean to offend you, baby. He reaches across the table and takes my hand. Ugh. Men hold their junk when they pee. Half of them don't wash their hands afterward. And I'm eating. Well, I was. That little move just ended this meal. Pulling my hand away, I give him a disappointed glance and toss my napkin into my plate. Things just didn't work out. I sip my wine. Steven nods. Yeah, I feel you. He looks down at my plate. You gonna eat that? Yes, he eats the rest of my steak. No, I don't sleep with him. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Episode 1. Remember your first true love? The one you were convinced was the one? The one that you thought was the beginning and the ending of all? The one that you showed love wholeheartedly and swore you couldn't live without? The one you told everybody who could and would listen how in love you two were and how it would never end, ever? You gave it up too, didn't you? Yep, couldn't wait to prove your love. After all, he's the first everything. He was also the one who put your innocent blind heart in a meat grinder and made dum-dum sausage. Remember how you thought the pain was going to kill you? How many tears did you cry? How long did you go without sleep? Sitting by the phone, waiting for him to call, and at the same time listening for the hum of his vehicle in case he pulled up. Because I know you knew that hum. Don't let a car door slam. You broke your neck trying to get to a window to see who it was, didn't you? I bet you were prettier than her. Smarter too. But all the same, how many times did you question yourself? Wondering what you were lacking. Wondering what she did that you didn't. Wondering why he didn't love you enough to be as faithful to the relationship as you were. When all of your questions went unanswered, all of your shoulda, woulda, coulda started. Shoulda went out with Tyrone. Woulda let Michael hit if you had known. Coulda been with the girls at the club instead of at the house. Alone. But in the end, he promised he wouldn't do it again. Swore on a stack of Bibles and his poor mother's living soul that it was a mistake. That it would never, ever, ever happen again. And guess what? You took him back. I know you did. I did too. Actually, 
we took him back several times, didn't we? Before him, we didn't know what women's intuition was. The blinders were suddenly ripped away, letting in the light, and we were left with a knowing. A knowing that refused to let us be blindsided again, even when we chose to be. He brought out the best private investigator in us, and after that, things were never the same, were they? Did you search his phone? Question his friends? How about follow him? Wait outside of his house, or better yet, her house? Trust me, 10 out of 10 women have done it, and 9 out of 10 won't admit it. But it's okay. I understand. Regardless of the advice that you got from every sister, cousin, friend, homegirl, and aunt, because some things cannot be discussed with mama, it didn't mean shit in the end. You still stayed and took it and took it and took it until you had your fill. Here's the thing that most men don't know and can't understand. Once a woman is truly done, it's over. Case closed. Shut the door, lock it, and incinerate the key. That man no longer stands a chance. It's in that burning moment we finally open our eyes, realize the truth, and see what we build our hopes and fake dreams on. He wasn't shit, but he was everything we needed when love initiated us into the world of relationships. As I was standing outside of my favorite nail salon, sophisticated nails, in the pouring rain, shaking and shivering while huddled under my umbrella at exactly 8.57 a.m. on a Saturday morning, my first walked out of the juice bar next door. He didn't see me right away, but I knew him immediately. Time had been way too kind to him. He deserves to be walking bent over with a limp for the way he played with me, but know this. Rule number 10, a man will only do what you allow. The application, name, lie motherfucker. Age, 36 years old. Height, 6'1". Weight, 200 pounds. Job, fucking over women. The good, big dick. The bad, everything but the big dick. The ugly, see the bad. Hey baby, he says. I glance at him. Yeah, I looked away as soon as I noticed who he was. This fool got the nerve to be smiling from ear to ear and... Look at those damn muscles. He's carrying a clear cup of something green. It's obvious he works out hourly. I give him a confused look, pretending I don't recognize him. I gradually change my expression. Oh, hi, I say, keeping his energy like we're old friends. Like I didn't slash all his tires and write his real name, see above, across the tailgate of his truck with a hammer. Yes, a hammer. Don't ask. Just don't ask. He wants to hug, I can tell, but it would be awkward with the umbrellas. Good. I don't really want his ass touching me. I might catch something. Again. Rule number 14. It's okay to be a bitter bitch. Just don't act like one. Just as he's about to say something else, my nail tech, Lynn, unlocks the door and flips on the open sign. It was good to see you. I lie and hurry inside. I don't turn around or look back, but I know he's watching me. I can feel his beady little eyes as I twist away, giving him a bird's eye view of what could have been. I take a seat in chair two and put my phone and keys on the table. He your friend? Lynn asks in her thick Vietnamese accent, lifting one perfectly arched eyebrow. 
She plugs in her drill, pulls my hands under the light, and examines my nails. I type all day, so the coffin shape has a slight roundness to it. Not anymore, I laughed, and she joins in. I've been coming to her shop every two weeks faithfully for five years, so she knows I like to cut up. She looks up as the door chimes. Can I help you? Nah, I'm good, I hear him say. I just want to leave the lady my card. He slides a business card on the table near my phone. I look at it with uninterested eyes. Call me sometime, he says. I innocently respond, oh, thanks, but no. I have someone who does my lawn. You will never mow this grass again, buddy. He chuckles. Nah, Corey, that's my cell phone number. Call me sometime so I can take you out. Rule number four, no second chances, ever. It's a hard rule, but it's necessary. I glance at Lynn and she's smirking. No, really, that's okay. I shake my head. Thanks anyway, though. The look on his face. What I would give to have my camera out right now. He half smiles at Lynn, embarrassed, shuffling his feet. Oh, it's like that? What, you got a man? I shake my head and laugh. So the only reason a female can say no is if she has somebody? I decide to ask. So I can't just say no. I don't want to go out with you because the last time I gave you a chance, you blew it. And I realized after dating other men that you actually had a small penis. The drill slips and Lynn nicks the side of my fingertip. Sorry, she mumbles. Damn. His head rears back in shock. He recovers quickly, giving a nervous laugh. Man, I was a kid back then. I'm a grown-ass man now. He grabs his nuts and cuts his eyes at Lynn. She's biting her lips and pretending to ignore our conversation as she removes my previous situation, an ombre gold to hot pink. I give him a once-over. Look, I'm not interested, but I appreciate the offer. I wait for him to say something nasty and make an exit. Rule number seven, you don't always have to have the last word. Sometimes silence speaks louder than words. He nods his head slowly as he looks at the card, but he doesn't pick it up. Keep it anyway, in case you change your mind. He tries to give me a sexy look. Epic fail. See you around. Don't count on it. When he leaves, Lynn and I burst into laughter. He your ex? Unfortunately. Are you still up? Girl, good night. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.